Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what it is. It's Cove here. And I'm here to welcome you to the new podcast series called Student to Scholar. Yes, yes, everyone. This is going to be a wonderful journey. Another journey. We just finished season one of Behind the Dancer. For those who have been following along, you know, the episode, the third episode is to come out. It's the Demodiversary Edition. Much love to the Flex Culture. Much love to the organizers and the founders of the Mod Organization. But let's get to it. This podcast that we have here, Students of Scholar, is going to touch base about, actually is going to elaborate on hip-hop culture and street dance existing in society as the most profitable novelty of pop culture and trends. We're going to get into some things about that, personal opinions, biases, facts, fiction, Rumors, hearsay, the whole nine, you know, because we want to cover all these bases so that we can get the truth of what's happening in the world today amongst our art forms and our cultures. And what we truly, sincerely love, for those who are listening, is hip hop and the street dances. So we're going to talk about the origin, the origins of hip hop, the pioneers and innovators of the various street dance styles and where hip hop is going and where it has been. Also, how hip hop changes the lives for the better. So I think this is gonna be wonderful for those to tune in for future efforts, for future episodes and those who want to continue to see what is to come regarding hip hop culture, this dance life and you know all the surrounding areas that Genesis Project encompasses. My name here, Kovu. You should already know if you didn't know, Kovu. And this show, Students of Scholar. I want to give a shout out to everybody who's been a part of the journey, helping me out along the way, especially over the past two, three years. There's been a lot of changes with me moving from Florida after traveling abroad for the past two years and coming here to Atlanta. I am sincerely humbled by the journey and what it has taught me, showed me, and the areas in which I've healed and those that I'm healing. This is more so aimed at the people who have had a physical or financial hand in these projects that have occurred over the past few months and over the years as well. You know, your assistance, your investment is more than appreciated tenfold. Those who I communicate with, those who I don't communicate with as often as we used to. The love is still there. I have no hard feelings. You know, just everybody is not gonna be in your life for the whole book. Some people are there for chapters. Some people are there for seasons. Some people are there for a page or two. Nonetheless, it's important to always extend that gratitude, express that love and show everybody the appreciation for those who have helped continue to elevate you at various points of our lives. So this particular episode, episode one, I'm just going to be talking about my journey and helping y'all understand what's the creative inspiration behind all this and how I've actually came up with the things 
that you have seen thus far. So let me just, uh, yeah, let me turn. Let me play this a little. Try to get some background music, you know. <laughs> We're getting there on the production side. We're gonna get some more equipment, but trust podcasts will get better. But uh, my journey, man, my story starts. My story starts, you know, obviously 1993, February 7th. <laughs> I was born into this world, a blessing, and able to learn as much as I have. But regarding the actual process of this dance life and me being, be me, me being a child of hip hop culture, that has its own journey. So as far as the dance goes, that was about 10 plus years ago. I moved from from Chicago to Florida and there was this school, I guess, after party or party in, in the playground area or the track and field area. And they were playing music. People, Some people playing racquetball, dodgeball, kickball, whatever. But I saw people crowded and I saw this one dude dancing. He was doing some waving and like glides, toe stalls and stuff. I didn't know what that was at the time. I'm like, yo, that look animated, that look fake. He got everybody hyped. And I wanted to hop out there and just get at him, but I didn't have nothing in my arsenal. Like before that moment, I was just, you know, mimicking Michael Jackson moves, Usher, you know, things of that nature. So when I saw this, I was like, yo, I got to do, I got to call him out. But actually, prior to that event, I had just watched the documentary Rise, you know, produced by David LaChapelle, you know, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle show. And I was still like barely getting an introduction to what crumping and clowning was. And I knew I saw and I watched it a couple of times, but I didn't know enough to do the moves. And I didn't want to look like a fool when people started laughing at me because then that would dash any hopes to being a dancer at that time in that state of vulnerability. But anyways, he was snapping. I was like, yo, I need to go and really take this seriously. So uh, over the summer, that was actually like, actually, yes, that was the last party before summer vacation. And so I literally went back over summer vacation and was just watching dance videos and watching Rise and trying to figure out what is this style that I'm trying to learn? What is this movement is? And more so it came to be crump. So that was the first style that I was trying to even get an idea of how to do. You know, looking at tutorials, (laughs) J-Squad, Crump Kings videos and stuff. Shout out to the crump community because y'all are legends in the dance community as far as the journey and what the creators have faced and overcome in the movement itself. But yeah, so then going into high school, I was still low profile about me having dance and anything, but I was, you know, involved in the movements, the jerk movement, and I was dabbling and learning certain things like light feet. You know, that was the decode days back when there was like space crew and stuff doing videos in the hallway like that that was when i was trying to learn what i could and mix that with jerking and all so then 
a good friend of mine, shout out to Kimberly. She was like, yo, D, I want to, Dietrich is my real name. <laughs> but she's like, yo, D, I want you to meet this dude. And I was like, oh, who? who? She's like, yeah, just come with me. Just come with me. You're going to meet him there. So I met the guy. His name was Sonny. It's Sonny. And he was a B-boy, but he was doing like all the animation miming stuff that the Jabberwockies had did when they had hit the scene with America's Best Dance Crew. It's a lot of stuff here that I'm touching base on to give you a timeline. And so like, you know, she was cool with him. I forgot how that happened. And he was hanging out with us. And then he was like, yo, bro, we should start a dance crew. Like I'm leaving the important part out. You know, because I did meet him prior to. I saw him dancing with a girl on stage in the cafeteria. They were training for something. Then I'm like, let me battle this dude. So I went on stage and hit a few moves. Everybody's like, oh, and he did something. And I was like, oh. And then it was more like a we'll meet again type of thing. So when I was introduced to him, I was like, man, I'm going to be battling this dude. But anyways, we went back to her house. And we actually was chilling. Dancing session, as we call it, labbing. And he was like, Yo, bro, we need to start a crew. I'm like, Man, I'm down. He's like, Yeah, we need to really pursue this dance stuff, like for real, like really try to make it. I'm like, Man, I'm down. What's, what's good? Then, so we went through some few names. It was like Infinity Crew. Then it was, it finally, like, finally came around to Nacho Cheese, more for the comedic aspect and easy to remember. And also, just, you know, we were, Focus on being entertaining more so than like battle respect type of thing. So, cause that's the, it was in Ocala, Florida, Marion County. Like any type of thing that was related to dance, people always wanted to be entertained. So we had to work with what we had in order to get to where we wanted to be. So yeah, we was a crew for some years, you know, linking up with people. Some people wanted to dance with us. Some people wanted to train with us. Some people wanted to be in our crew. But I actually skipped the part. Before that, I was in a dance crew. I created a dance crew called OTW, which means out of this world. This was prior to actually being in the crew, Infinity Crew. Tongue twister, I know. So we was a jerking squad doing videos, making, sorry about that, y'all. We was in a jerking crew making videos, doing all kinds of dope stuff, you know, just random flash mobs around town. And then that evolved to more doing choreography. I did my first piece of choreography was Yo, Excuse Me Miss, you know, by Chris Brown. I literally copied the choreography and just and added my own. But that was for a concept video. But after that is when I joined Infinity Crew and we started to do more. It became official though after our school talent show, you know, my first year in high school. That was crazy, cause like, we did Pump It Up by, we did Pump It Up by um, Joe Budden. We mimicked the choreography then, but remixed it with our own, cause he was a B-boy and I was doing my popping, waving, crumping stuff, amalgamation of things. And so, did all of that. And everybody loved it. Like, Yo, you need to pursue dance, bro. This is awesome, man. Oh my God, you killed it. Da, da, da. I'm like, yo, for real. I love that. The high I was getting from that. You know, just being on stage and just wowing the crowd and how people felt amazing by what I was sharing. So we kept pursuing. We started training immediately after the next day. 
dancing to a new song, Boom Boom Pow by Black Eyed Peas had just came out. And we were just like training our ass off to that. Then did a couple birthday parties, Sweet Sixteens, getting our name up. Over time, throughout the years, we started getting more organized, attaining sponsorships, doing collaborations, and also, you know, having magazine spreads in the town, in the town magazine that we were in, Ocala Magazine, and having news articles written on us, actually getting official productive videos done, doing commercials. And that was crazy, you know, that journey. Then also making the decision to come to Atlanta for season eight auditions of So You Think You Can Dance, where, you know, I made it to the second round. And, you know, I didn't make it all the way, but it was still a heck of an experience at the Fox Theater. And that's when I was like, yeah, I want to come back to Atlanta again. And so, but before all that, I was going to visit family. But my sister stayed here, so. Yeah, I was like, yo, I need to be here where the dancers at. That's why I need to be. Ain't none where I was at besides Orlando. And then when I returned, that's when I started getting more active in the Florida community and going to Orlando jams, meeting B-boys. Realistically, I was raised dance-wise around B-boys. So most of the mentality that I carry when it comes to hip-hop and you know certain things that are you know purists, attitude is from the b-boy roots and me dabbling in that art form so being in the b-boy culture here in florida was amazing i met some of my favorite b-boys of all time b-boy luigi b-boy legacy you know negin man like el nino like i met these people and kick it with them so it was like a bunch of perspective and it helped me help deepen my love for hip-hop but Florida is where I was truly invested and active in the hip hop culture. You know, shout out to, well, rest in peace, Mex One. Shout out to him and his family, the biggest and baddest. You have been great to the Florida community. I appreciate all the ways you've opened your doors for us. And the legacy lives on. So, yeah, I was, after the hang with the B Boy, I started meeting more all style dancers. <laughs> And hanging out with them, going to different sessions at the house, meeting more people, making more friends. In the midst of that, doing different gigs here and there, opening up for people and concerts. Blaje, blaje. Then I decided to go on my actual trip, spiritual journey. And I took a trip for three months to Wyoming, Sheridan, Wyoming, to be exact, where I was training in the mountains, doing all the nature boy stuff you can think of. But, you know, that high elevation was pushing me to the next level, like, in Dragon Ball Z, the hyperbolic time chamber. So after that, came back to Atlanta, did an exhibition battle against the homie James D. Love. Shout out to him. And after that, went to Shut Up and Dance in Atlanta, made top 16, lost against Mateo. And then after that, went back to Florida, laughing, 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 laughing. For the next couple of years, I was focused on an opportunity I was given to go to China. So I was, you know, looking for people to join me on that journey. And eventually I found some. And uh, we actually went around 2015. I think it was May or so we went. And the trip definitely left us with, you know, feelings of duality. A lot of mixed opinions about what happened, what didn't happen. 
or what was the case. Yet there was a lot of good stuff to take away from it as far as like seeing things, how they operate on that and what's beyond the news and what's really going on in this culture and how me being, as they say, black, uh, how we're perceived through the eyes of natives who have never met a, met a black person in their entire life of living in mainland China. So, and then also performing at different clubs and different cities and seeing some of the beautiful landscapes. Like it was immaculate, you know? It's just like it opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And I realized there, I'm like, after this, I need to do something that's gonna be long-term. And when I can't physically dance like I can now in my youth, still have something that's gonna give back to the world, to my children and their children to create generational wealth. And therefore, we birthed, we as in me, <laughs> birthed Genesis Project. And that became its own entity. And it's, it's for the most part, has been a, a dance program that facilitates the um, training of hip-hop freestyle. Not to say, you know, this is a debatable way to put it. Because people say you can't train someone to freestyle, but more so you're getting the training of certain movements and formulas and methods so that you can use the vocabulary that is understood in hip hop freestyle dance to be able to communicate to those who are you are seeking to be amidst or amongst and communicate and express yourself. So the program teaches about that, teaches you, gives you a full curriculum and the history included of the origins of the hip hop culture, the dance pioneers, and all of that jazz, okay? So the Genesis Project full-fledged curriculum, but also is, you know, um, piloted in other ways too. We've also done panel discussion, lectures, sessions, production, um, Ciphers. I've done a multitude of things with Genesis Project and that and that brand that is still aimed at facilitating hip hop. We've also done media with the interview series or the docu series behind the dancer. We interview key influencers, people who are active in the dance scene or the community that I am currently in and get their perspective on dance, life, business, spirituality, their dance style, where it's headed, where it's had, where it has been, all of that good stuff. But this has been one heck of a journey, just flexing and being adaptable with this brand and seeing what I can do and you know how far of a reach it can go. So this brings us back to the podcast and what it actually is. You know, seeing the, the true amount of work that was necessary to have a successful episode with Behind the Dancer series, I realized the amount of people that contact me saying they want to be a part of, it would be extremely tough to go to each one and then after filming, going back for post-production to edit everything down in the precise fashion that I would like you know, because it's just, and then, you know, to render the files, export it, send it to them for approval, have it sent back, then 
or you know to upload it's just it was a lot so you know i was given another vision to do this and i think this would be more compatible with those who are in the midst of being on the road and obviously with the social distancing covid19 that safer it would be safer to do things this way and more comfortable for people they can do it in their comfort of their own home resting relaxing and also you know wherever they are they can send me audio files or certain questions so you all can still get the information get the method the message without all the extra stuff and me being exhausted only putting out a few episodes because i was only able to do three for season one of behind the dance and that's because to do some reshoots due to certain things and parameters that we have to stay within regarding those who we're interviewing and also just technological issues so this podcast is going to be the way to go for now Whew, but that was a mouthful that was a quick summary of my journey i gave you more details on the backstory of how my dance dancing started but other than that i've been advocating strongly for hip-hop culture you know the original message by africa bimbada himself peace love unity having fun and you know, adhering to the unity factor because that's needed more so than anything in the world now with all the social distancing and disassociation being pushed and stay away and don't talk, don't be 10 more people. Like the unity is important, whether it's physically, but still, or mentally, we still need to be unified to work together to succeed, to make change. For my journey has just been an amalgamation of things. Even this will probably grow into something better. I just hope that whoever's listening, this is giving them some encouragement to pursue their dreams and continue to bring forth the real message of hip-hop. You know, there are a lot of people masquerading as hip-hop enthusiasts, but supporting the wrong things. And heavily drug abuse, sexually explicit, you know, vulgarity, and all this other stuff. You know, I get people are real. And I was raised in the hood of Chicago. I seen the real. I know what it is, but that's not the message that I'm here to to present, to put to push on you, to, you know, to shout from the mountaintops. More than ever we need to be unified and especially those who are of color, as they say, or black, we need to unify so that we can move accordingly and not rely so much on these corporate entities and those who clearly don't care about us. And that goes back to hip hop culture itself and what, when you are invested, you start to learn that this culture is about unifying people and bringing us together and teaching you through the elements of hip hop that there's always a way to make money or to create a stream of income, but this, but it has to be rooted in doing it for the love, because that's gonna it's gonna follow. Hip hop has been trended as a novelty to sell certain things, and it does it. The name hip hop on anything will almost sell it within itself because everyone has a perception of what it is. Some is good, some is bad, but nonetheless, the people who are you know, pushing their product. No, they put hip hop on it, whether it's a dance class, whether it's dance video, whether it's choreography, anything you slap hip hop on it is more than likely going to sell. And this is something that 
I myself been proactively trying to combat is that misinformation. Now, it's often the hip hop, the label of hip hop is stamped on something that is completely opposite of what real hip hop culture represents. But because of the powerhouses behind advertisements and marketing and, you know, the social media and algorithms, these negative connotations and images of hip hop culture, of hip hop itself are being publicized to the masses. Therefore, they are absorbing the wrong information about what it is and missing the true message again, which is peace, love, unity, having fun. All the other stuff is for people to go on their own journey, you know, when it comes down to specifics about each element, you know, there's its own way of doing things, its own creed, so to say, in the element of DJing, its own creed in the element of MCing, own creed in the element of b-boying or breakdancing or b-girling or breaking or hip-hop freestyle, its own creed in graffiti writing, you know, and its own your own way, but overstanding, understanding in consciousness, you know, awareness of the past, knowing that you are in the present and where you're headed in the future. These are the five elements that I've come to know. Of course, you take away the fifth and it'd be the original four, but the fifth element was added after realizing how much this is cultivating our spirits and how it's connecting us with our lineage or our roots and heritage. Because hip-hop is not just what you think is the boom bap. Hip-hop is literally our ancestry. We created that by just expressing ourselves entirely. You know, MCing goes back to the church, the master ceremonies. You know, the guy speaking, closing out the benediction. It's just these things go back further than just, you know, hip-hop culture itself. And hip hop culture is more of a um, a library, so that you can go further into your journey. Yet there's a huge agenda to work against it because, as we may or may not know, that knowledge is power. Those who have that awareness seem to be the ones more likely to make the changes within themselves and create the differences in the world around us. So if you confuse the masses and keep them misinformed about it, it'll be too much stress on the human mind to even want to research further. So, and here we have a confused people, so to say. But little by little, we're joining together to work through that and really come to know ourselves in dance, outside of dance, and within hip-hop culture and outside of hip-hop culture. Because the whole, the whole idea is to know yourself. That is hip-hop. You know, you live it, you breathe it, but you're, you, you are you. And you're knowing yourself. People can hear this and, you know, disagree or agree. But the general rule of thumb is simply, what are we doing? Are we unifying to work together to build something that we can pass on? Or are we going to continue to sing the same story and argue and fight with each other and let these corporate entities market our culture in the way they feel fit so that the next generation is misinformed and doesn't appreciate or retain the knowledge, wisdom, and the art forms that have been created from 
hip-hop culture. So I think this is enough to conclude what this series is going to be about. And I would just like to acknowledge again those who have been a part of the journey and those who have continued to help me and further this vision and those who I will be working with in the future. I'm excited. I look forward to all the goodness that's going to come about this. And the next episode is going to be even better. I think we're going to have a guest star. I'm not going to say who, but we're going to get somebody else on here to talk to you about hip-hop culture and street dance and all that entails, okay? Stay tuned. Watch the social media. Follow us on Instagram at gen7genesisproject, okay? Instagram at gen7genesisproject, gen 7 Genesis Project. All right. And also you can you can peep us on Facebook. You can search at Gen 7 LLC to find the Facebook page. And our Vimeo, you can search Genesis Project or Neo Kovu, N-E-O-K-O-V-U, and you'll find the page to watch all our videos of productions, lectures in the Behind the Dancer episode series, season one. All right, y'all, it's been real. I do appreciate the time that you invested in listening. Half an hour went by pretty quickly. Thank you for the patience of listening to me reflect on my journey. But there's more I would like to talk about as time goes on, but we'll share that as the episodes continue. All right, peace and love, blessings.